Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Rando Rob. I hope you've had a good weekend. I hope you're having a, a fun spring. This is uh, we're past spring break, at least for us around here. And now we are heading into um, into the school year. So we are looking forward to that. My daughter is looking forward to that. Um, but the other thing that's going on this time of year is garage sales. It is garage sale season. Uh, I recently, um, uh, my, the neighborhood that I grew up in has a, they still to this day have, uh, I'm going to put this in air quotes, neighborhood garage sale, but it's, um, uh, a far cry from the neighborhood garage sales that they used to have when I was a kid. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, the neighborhood, <clears throat> I think I figured up one time has about 300 houses and, um, uh, it feels like there was a year where every other house participated, uh, more than one third of the houses, definitely more than a hundred garage sales in a, in a six block neighborhood. Uh, it was crazy. The traffic, it was traffic jams. You couldn't, my dad used to work second shift and on garage sale day, he'd have to leave the house early. Because the traffic was so bad in our neighborhood that you couldn't get out. But this is back in the 80s when garage sale day was, uh, neighborhood garage sales were a little bit more of a novel idea. And now today, lots and lots of neighborhoods, I don't, I don't know if I would say most neighborhoods, um, have some sort of garage sale event. Uh, last weekend, <clears throat> the... Um, uh, Multiple neighborhoods around us all had their neighborhood garage sales. The one next to us advertised uh, more than 130 sales on a single day. And then some of the other neighborhoods nearby us also had garage sales. And at that point, it's impossible to see them all. Um, so you you see the ones that you can't. You know, we, we um, uh, when you start off in the, the early in the morning, you stop at every garage sale. Oh, hope I find this, hope I find this. But uh, as the day goes on, you start doing that thing where you drive by slowly <laughs> and you um, <clears throat> look, you know, look up the driveway and, and you go, ah, it looks like furniture. <laughs> Just keep rolling. Looks like clothes. Don't need that. Keep going. Uh, so, um, but uh, we got a bunch of stuff. That's the best thing about garage sale days that you, you, you take a, a pocket full of, of small bills and change and you come back with all kinds of treasures. Uh, there are, I bought probably half a dozen things this weekend that will eventually get, uh, featured on Rando Rob, uh, things from small, small things, some Star Wars things, multiple Star Wars things, uh, which is crazy that, that old Star Wars stuff is still showing up at garage sales. Um, and then, uh, and then there's the story of the, the, uh, wise man. We decided he is the fourth wise man. Uh, who got lost on his way to Bethlehem. <clears throat> and of course, um, he had a story with him as well. So lots of good stuff. It's garage sale season. It's my favorite time of the year. I love uh, going out looking and, and uh, searching for treasure, but uh, settling for what you find. That's <laughs> a good way to, to describe garage sales. Um, on today's episode of Randall Rob, this is not, um, necessarily a random, uh, a collectible, so to speak, but it is uh, something that I purchased and something 
that uh, allows me to enjoy uh, retro type things, which is my my favorite thing. Uh, and this is actually a handheld gaming system I'm going to show you today that I just purchased. And this is the cute little uh, case. If you're watching the YouTube video, the cute little case that it came in. I like uh, I like cases that have some sort of unique property so that I can easily identify them. And this one around uh, the the seams around where the zipper is is a bright yellow stripe. So I can <laughs> look across the room and go, oh, that's where that thing is. Uh, but inside here I have a couple of charging cables, but I have a gaming system that I just purchased a couple of weeks ago. And this is a Retroid, uh, Retroid Pocket 3 Plus. So I'm holding it up. I'm, by, by the way, I have something in my eyes, too. So I'm rubbing my eyes. That's a great... Uh, I, I really went to the, the YouTube school of attractive videos here. Um... Now, these are available... Uh, well, let me tell you what this is first. This is a Android-based handheld gaming system that uh, is made in China. Um, they've been making these for a while. Uh, believe it or not, there was a Retroid. Then there was a Retroid 2, and this is the Retroid 3. The Retroid 1... The actual shell, the, the case, looked like an original Game Boy. It was that kind of, of size and shape. Um, but I believe since the Retroid 2 and this is the Retroid 3, they have switched to, um, I don't know what you would call this style. It looks like a Nintendo Switch uh, to me or any kind of handheld gaming system, uh, uh, PSP, you know, anything like that. Uh, I, I would say from across the room, if I saw a kid playing this, I would go, oh, it's a Nintendo Switch. By the way, I've been holding it. I'm showing it to the camera, and I've been holding it upside down the entire time. That's always a brilliant move. Um, <clears throat> so this is a little thing that comes from China. It runs Android operating system. And uh, it's the MSRP price, if you will, is $150. The problem is you can't get it for $150 because the place in China that sells and makes these is either always sold out or back ordered. And then you run that risk of, uh, I'm always worried about, um, QA. <laughs> um, you know, are you going to get a bum machine? Are you going to get one with a scratch on the screen? Things like that. And if you are trying to return something to a manufacturer in China, that, that sounds like a hassle and a long wait to me. So <clears throat> these do show up on eBay and Amazon from resellers and, and private resellers, people that did do that process, they bought them, they're marking them up, and then you can buy them. So I paid 200 for this one, which is $50 over the MSRP price, but uh, I bought it off of uh, eBay from a guy that had great feedback and, and takes returns and is located in the United States. So uh, I, I just wanted that extra little bit of insurance that uh, insurance and assurance that if I had a problem with this, I could return it and actually deal with somebody. So um, I'm going to tell you just a little bit about this. First of all, the case on this. Uh, now, again, there is a uh, I, I, there was the Retroid, the original Retroid, the Retroid 2. And then earlier this year, they released a Retroid 3. 
A lot of people went and bought the Retroid 3, uh, and it works great. It plays, uh, this is is a gaming system, I would say, primarily designed to run emulators. It does run, you know, Android games as well. It also uh, can run the, uh, like a, I think work like a Steam uh, deck. Uh, And plus, you know, being Android, you can also, I mean, if you wanted to watch Netflix on this or, or do something like that, you could certainly do those things too. Uh, but they released the Retroid 3, and, and this is a Retroid uh, Pocket 3. And, and I guess the Pocket is the model, the Retroid is the company, but nobody seems to call this a Pocket. They just say it's a Retroid 3, Retroid 3 Plus, whatever. Anyway, earlier this year, they released a Retroid 3. <clears throat> a lot of people went and bought it. They said, what a huge upgrade from the Retroid 2. And then, like, within two months... They released the Retroid 3 Plus, which is what this is, which has a uh, faster processor and more RAM and runs everything a little bit better than the 3. And I think this made a lot of people upset. It would have made me upset if I had bought something and two months later they released a new one. Imagine, you know... Uh, waiting for the new line of cars to come out, the 2023 Corvette, and you've been waiting and you go buy the 2023 Corvette, and two months later, they release uh, a new 2023 Corvette that has more features and is faster and does all these other things and is the exact same price. You'd probably be a little upset. I would be a little upset. Um but I had been watching the three and, and I hadn't pulled the trigger and then I saw the three plus. So um, it worked out for me. But again, I think there's some some people that were a, a little bit irritated by that situation. And, and I understand that. Um, the uh, the rumor is that the screens on these now, if um, I had an original Game Boy Advance, the very, very first uh, Game Boy Advance and I. I have never been more disappointed with a screen on a gaming handheld. And I didn't have some of the other earlier ones too. Uh, But the screen on that thing was so terrible. I remember turning it on and thought, oh, it's not turning on. And then I turned it and I was like, oh, it is on. (laughs) I just couldn't see it. Um, And those lighting conditions, like I had to sit underneath a light. Um, And of course, that's something they've improved over time. Technology has got better. Uh, But this is, the rumor is that these are actually new old stock iPhone screens in this. They are beautiful. This thing lights up. It's bright. Um, It does uh, uh, 720p. Um, you can, you can run, there's a HDMI port, so you can run this out to a television and play games or things. So the screen on this thing is beautiful. I absolutely love it. And it is a touch screen, um, which, which we'll talk about the advantages of that in just a moment. Now the case that's on this one, you might not think looks very exciting. It's gray and it's uh, a lot of gray, but there are, um, dozens of cases available, different color combinations. And I specifically picked this one, even though it looks a little boring because this is the uh, Super Nintendo uh, retro color scheme. So it's a light gray. The case is a light gray. The controls are dark gray. And then the four buttons on the side that are, you know, your little uh, uh, normal joystick buttons are the light purple and dark purple that are color matched to the Super Nintendo. But they have dozens of different ones and and they also have a bunch of see-through cases if that's your thing or you want to be able to see the guts inside this thing they have a see-through purple and a green and a blue i saw a lot of those um but they do have different color ones uh they have the um 
not just the Super Nintendo colors, which is what this is. They have the Super Famicom. They have the original NES, you know, if you want red buttons. and uh, So all different kinds, you know, and, and none of that affects this. And apparently it's not that difficult to swap out cases. I'll never swap out the case. I don't care that much about it, but... Um, um, I'm going to tell you real quick about the controls and buttons on this thing. Um, you've got uh, two analog joysticks, one on the left, one on the right. You've got a D-pad uh, on the left, which is uh, pretty functional D-pad. I haven't had any problems with it so far. And then on the right, you've got uh, your four buttons, right? Now on the top, you have shoulder buttons. Uh, well, you have um, L, like L1 and L2, like those buttons. And then behind that, you have the triggers like R1 and R2. Now, I did learn that those are digital. They're not analog, like on the uh, PlayStation controllers and a lot of other ones, but uh, they still allow you to play games. And then you've got uh, a, a little switch here at the top, which is uh, start and select. Uh, so um, it, it's not in the most convenient place, but if you put it anywhere else, I think it would get in the way. Plus, how often do you hit start and select? during a game. Like you got to stretch your index finger over half an inch and then press it right there. So that works for me. Uh, and then on the top here, you also have, uh, your, um, and I'm going to get this wrong. Don't, don't buy the right cable based on what I'm about to say. This is either a mini or a micro HDMI out. It's not a full sized HDMI out. Um, and then, uh, on the, uh, other top left, uh, on the top up here, you've got your power button. Uh, on the bottom, you have uh, your USB-C port, which you can charge and use to copy files to and from uh, this device. You have a 3.5, uh, is it 3.5? It's not 3.5 inch, 3.5 millimeter, I think, uh, eighth inch headphone jack, um, which um, I wish children would use. I wish every time I went to a restaurant, I saw kids with headphones on instead of me having to listen to whatever they're watching on their tablet loudly while I'm trying to eat. <laughs> Bastards. Um, <clears throat> and then um, we have um, something that's kind of interesting. Well, there is a little tab here that you can pop out, and that is where you can put a second uh, micro SD card. Now, this comes... With a micro SD card, and I believe another uh, point of contention between the 3 and the 3 Plus is that I believe the 3 might have come with a smaller SD card. This one came with a uh, 128 gig SD card, which is good for a long time. I mean, you can put a lot of ROMs on a 128 gig SD card until you start getting into like CD-ROM images and stuff. And why would you need CD-ROM images? We'll talk about that in just a second. But um, uh, I opened up this tab and I purchased off of Amazon last week a one terabyte SD card and stuck that in there, which um, won't, won't go down that tail, but it, it's just amazing to me how, you know, I grew up on floppy disks that held 180K. And so to have something that will hold a terabyte on your thumbnail is... Um, kind of scary <laughs> to be honest to put that much data in, in one little um uh device so anyway 
that that's kind of what you're looking at here. Uh, you got volume over on one side over here. You've got uh, something. I don't even know what that button is. Uh, um, I do know. Oh, this is a home button on these sides. So again, it's out of the way. You don't accidentally hit it, but when you're playing emulators and things like that, uh, that works. Um, I'm not going to run through a whole lot here, but I just want to turn this on and show you that uh, when you fire this up, you can put other front ends <clears throat> um, or launchers, I guess, on the device, but it comes with one uh, that works pretty well. It just says Retroid Pocket Launcher, and um, let's go back to the menu. So I will show you this just so um, if you're watching the video, you'll be able to see kind of what the interface looks like. Um, but what you see here is just a large series of icons showing um, different emulators. And this has, uh, by default, uh, you know, when you turn this on, it says, hey, what emulators do you want on here? And you, you press some buttons and it goes, all right, and it puts that on there. So, but pretty much, <clears throat> when I look at a device like this, and I had another device like this uh, several years ago, and I think this should be able to play 8-bit games and 16-bit games. That's what it should be able to do. Uh, and so we can see here, I mean, we've got Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, Game Boy um, Nintendo 64, which is something that some, uh, sometimes that uh, separates the men from the boys. Uh, but then we see like Nintendo DS. Now, Nintendo DS is interesting because, as you know, the Nintendo DS has two screens. And the way that this uh, console works, I mean, it's running an a, a Android emulator. But basically, it will fill the screen here with uh, one of the DS screens, and it will put the other DS screen in a little side window off to the side. And then you can use one of the hot buttons to swap the two screens. Um, so it, it works. It, it, it worked, you know? Uh, of course, NES, Super Nintendo, that kind of stuff, right? But now I'm going to show you two that are on here, right here in the middle, that were shocking to me, to be honest to you. Um, right in the middle there, if you can see those, if you're, well, there's three there in a row. The first one says Nintendo GameCube. The second, uh, in the middle here says Nintendo 3DS. And the third says Nintendo Wii. Now, that is mind-blowing on this. I mean, again, we're talking about a $150 uh, electronic gadget here from from uh, China. So I was blown away. And so I, I, I went online and looked. And I said, can this really play Wii games? And the answer is yes and no. Uh, it doesn't play every Wii game for sure. Uh, I mean, you wouldn't want to play any Wii game where you're, you're, you know, wiggling the Wii mode around and doing that. But for the ones that were like basically side-scrolling platform type games or driving games and things like that, uh, it, it works. It really works. I was amazed. Uh, of course, Nintendo GameCube. Um, there's a lot of, of great GameCube games. I'm going through here uh, some more. Um, PC Engine. If you're familiar with RetroArch, the emulator, which has a bunch of, emulates a bunch of systems, by default, when you press a button, this puts RetroArch on here. So anything that's in RetroArch, 
Uh, again, if you're familiar with that, uh, you know, that's going to be your 8-bit stuff, your 16-bit stuff. Uh, it just drops all that on here. Uh, here's all your Neo Geo stuff. So this will play Neo Geo. Here's MAME. Uh, again, here's a few interesting ones. Here is the uh, Sony PlayStation, the PSP, which was the PlayStation Portable. And right next to that is PlayStation 2, followed by the original PlayStation. It had no problem playing that stuff. And um, I'm going to round out, uh, but here's a couple. Again, uh, these are all Android emulators. So if you have a, a high-end Android phone or Android device, this might not be surprising to you to, to hear some of these. Uh, it was surprising to me. Uh, on this screen here, we can see, uh, of course, Sega Genesis and Sega Master System, which would be no-brainers, right? Uh, and Sega CD, which is a little bit more uh, processor intensive. But then right next to that, Sega Saturn. This thing plays Sega Saturn games. Um, here's uh, the uh, 32X. And then uh, the last one on here that I think that would be impressive, uh, of course, here's all your Atari consoles. Here's your Capcom uh, emulators. Uh, here's the Sega Dreamcast. Does this play Sega Dreamcast games? Yes, uh, this is not a yes, but this is a yes. And why would I say that? Because not only does it play dreamcast, but this is what I want to get into. It improves dreamcast games. This console and the emulators have the ability to what is called upscale. So, uh, imagine a, uh, a picture that you took with your very first cell phone or a picture you took with the very first um, digital camera. And if you look at that on a monitor today and blow it up full screen, it's going to look pretty pixelated, right? Well, these games were programmed back when they didn't have as good a resolution as what we have now, right? And so what these things will do is actually rescale them. They will um, kind of interpret, I believe, uh, pixels in between where pixels aren't and do color shading and things. It, you press a button and all of a sudden it looks 10 times better. I don't, black magic. I don't know how it works. It's amazing though. And on the Dreamcast, you can, there's a button that says scale it up three times to 720p. So as you're playing now on this tiny screen, and I say tiny screen again, this is like an iPhone 6 screen or 6 Plus or whatever. Um, so it's not that small, but you play a game on Dreamcast or Nintendo 64 and you go, yeah. These games were kind of pixelated. These games, you know, that we didn't quite have the graphic resolution that we have now. You turn these features on and it just smooths everything out. It makes it, it doesn't blur it. It doesn't blur it and make it smooth. It makes it like HD. It is really an incredible uh, feature that a lot of these emulators have. And again, uh, where that shines, not just when playing on this system, but also, don't forget, we've got HDMI out right here. So if you you could use this literally as a video gaming console in your living room. You could use HDMI out and run it to your TV. This thing is, I mean, again, it, it's an Android, more or less an Android tablet, an Android device inside here, the guts, uh, which means it supports Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. You could hook up a Bluetooth joystick to this. You could go set this on your... your uh, uh, entertainment system or next to your TV, run the HDMI to your TV and use a Bluetooth joystick and play all your games on this thing. Now, um, 
this isn't really a commercial. I'm not trying to sell this thing to you. I'm just telling you the features. I'm telling you why I bought it. And then I'm going to tell you why I shouldn't have bought it, which sounds strange. I bought it because I thought I like all those old games. I like Nintendo games. I like Super Nintendo games. This will do uh, a lot of computer stuff. It will play, uh, I mean, the Amiga emulators are on here. Atari ST, Commodore 64. This is, this. you could put more than, even with the SD card that comes with this, you could put more than a lifetime. You could put 10 times the amount of games that you could play in your life on this one system, right? And so the reason I bought it is because when I looked at it, I thought, I don't ever have to buy anything ever again. I think this is the last gaming console, like uh, not not a console per se, but uh, as far as portable stuff, I, I don't think I need to buy anything else. I think this is it. Like, I can't think of a video game. Uh, I mean, oh, I, I've one of the uh, emulators that on this is the Scum VM engine. So you could play all the old Lucasfilm point and click games. Uh, your Maniac Mansion, your Day of the Tentacle, you know, all that kind of stuff. Indiana Jones, the fate of Atlantis. So, I mean, I, I just feel like if I could have one thing in my backpack where if I'm going on a road trip, if I'm going on a flight, if I'm going to be stuck somewhere for eight hours, this I mean, you take this thing. And by the way, I think it'll run eight hours. I, I mean, the, the battery life would be give or take, right? But um, I shouldn't quote the, the battery life. I'm not hundred percent positive, but, uh, but I remember it being near eight hours and on standby, of course it's, it's much, much longer. So this is like the one thing, like I'm done. Like I could buy this thing and I could be done. Imagine being stuck in a doctor's office for an hour. They say, Hey, it's going to be an extra hour. And, and you know, my go-to would be to pull out my phone, right? Pull out my phone. Let's go look what's happening on discord. Let's go. Scroll through Facebook, scroll through Twitter, check news, you know, I mean, so I could entertain myself, you know, but, um, but then if it's going to be two hours or this, that maybe even watch a movie, I don't know. But, but the point is, is that what if you go, man, I'd like to play, um, my favorite video game. One of my favorite video games of all time, Tony Hawk pro skater two on the PlayStation. This thing doesn't, I've been, that's why it took me so long to write a review for this, uh, was because I put. Uh, Tony Hawk on here. And then I just played that for hours and I <laughs> read a review. Imagine going, you know what, uh, Nintendo, maybe, uh, the Atari 7,800, which is a system I haven't gone through, but I copied all the ROMs over. I'm only familiar with a few Atari 7,800 games. Maybe I start going through them all. And you know what else I would do? I would use convenient headphones. So I didn't bother other people in the lobby. <laughs> Did I mention that <laughs> Bluetooth headphones I could use or, normal, uh, um, earbuds that I still have some old earbuds that use this, uh, the smaller, uh, headphone jack. I, I just feel like this is a thing. And, and also our world is so has, has, is switching, has switched and is switching, uh, to where charging something off USB is pretty simple. My car has USB ports, um, my laptop has USB ports in my laptop bag. I have one of those battery charging packs that takes USB ports. So, uh, I don't feel like I'm going to get stuck somewhere and go, eh, I can't charge this thing. I can't, you know, I mean, if I were, uh, you know, out and about or whatever, and I had, uh, this thing, either it's going to have a charge or I could plug it in to something and charge it. So I'm just, I, you know, I'm not worried about that. Uh, so super convenient. Um, uh, 
I'm not really a carrying case kind of guy. I'm more throw this in a pocket or, uh, but it's a little big to go in your pocket, but throw this in a backpack or something. But uh, the screen on this is so beautiful and I never, ever, ever want it to be be smirched. <laughs> so uh, I probably will keep it in that case. Uh, that just seems like a good idea. Um, but uh, yeah, I just feel like if this, like if I only have to own one thing, I can own this. So that is the reason why I bought it. Now, let me tell you why I shouldn't have bought it. Um, this does give me portability. So I, I'll grant you that. But this is the problem that long time, uh, you know what, I'm going to tell you just a side thing. Uh, as you know, I'm a huge fan of the original Star Wars trilogy. I'm, I'm having to start to um, distinguish that. I, it's hard to say I'm a fan of Star Wars. I'm starting to say I'm a fan of the original Star Wars trilogy. Um, but when the original Star Wars came out on uh, VHS tape, uh, I owned copies. I owned copies of that movie. And then in 94, uh, when they came out with the Star Wars box set on VHS tape, I bought that as well. And then in the mid late 90s, 97, 98, when they released the THX version on VHS tape, I bought them again. Uh, I bought them on VCD. I literally bought a licensed copy of Star Wars on VCD. It came from, I believe, Singapore. Uh, but they released it over there in VCD format. And then eventually they did release it uh, as DVDs. And then they released it as another DVD box set. And they released it as Blu-ray. And so I own, I keep buying them. And why do I keep buying them? It's stupid. Um, I mean, obviously the point of buying those is that they, they increase in resolution, right? Um, the, the downside is that they keep adding stupid cartoon <laughs> characters to the movies that weren't originally there. But, but regardless, it's the same movie. I mean, there's slight differences, right? But it's the same movie. Uh, but I keep buying it, you know? And so as I spin around this room and I just look and I make a mental note to myself, uh, I would say every system that's on this handheld from the oldest, you know, Atari 2600 that's on here in television, that stuff, all the way up to the Dreamcast, the GameCube, the PS2, um, uh, Sega Saturn, all those things. I can play all those on the computer that I am recording this video and talking to you on right now. It does all those things. So I wouldn't, I don't need to play this in my house because I have that, right? Uh, and you go, well, you might be using your computer. But if I rotate very so slightly to my left is my mister, which is the FPGA gaming system. And it will not play a lot of the things that are on this. Uh, I mean, the cutoff, the highest thing I think it plays would be your most advanced system would probably be the Sony PlayStation. There's a uh, Nintendo 64 uh, core in the works, but... Uh, you're not going to get PS2, Dreamcast, blah, 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 blah. But all the old 8-bit, 16-bit, and, and computer stuff, uh, it does better because you've got a keyboard. But but the point is, I'm, I'm getting in the weeds here. The point is that for the old ROMs, the emulators, things like that, it, it will play all those, right? And then if you rotate right here, I have a Raspberry Pi set up. And the Raspberry Pi is hooked up to a TV over in the corner of the room. And the Raspberry Pi 
has all those say it has it actually has retro arch on it which is what the simulator uh this this um uh retroid pocket has on it it's right there i mean uh and then i have other ways to play games and and if you get into specific things like commodore 64 i have a commodore 64 hooked up back there and and other commodore 64 so I already have ways to play all these games. Now, I may not have a specific way. I, I didn't necessarily have a way to play them on the go. How often will I play them on the go? Probably not very often. So uh, that's the disconnect in my brain. Uh, part of my brain says, you should buy this because if you're doing gaming on the go... Now, as you know, I'm working on Big Rob's van, my side project where I'm uh, turning a van into a camper and, and the idea is to go out on these weekend uh, drives and go hang out and stuff. So that was one of the things I thought about with this. I thought, well, if I had this Retroid uh, pocket and I'm out there in a van, I'm killing time or whatever, hey, I could go play some games. Um, it From the van life videos I watch, it seems like more time is spent uh, hunting uh, for places to sleep and cooking food. So, and not as much time trying to get a uh, high score on Super Mario Brothers 3. <laughs> so that may not be a problem uh, that I have. But regardless, that was my mindset. I thought if I'm on the go, if I'm out doing that, this is the device. This is the last device that I will ever need to do that. By the way, when I bought the last one, I said, this is the last device <laughs> I'll ever need so this might might not be true but that's the idea right uh, portable gaming here you go uh one-stop shop you're done deal but the reality the other half of my brain says it is the solution for that but you didn't need a solution for that you don't do that much gaming on the go you don't go outside and play games you don't you don't play games on road trips you listen to podcasts you talk to your wife you listen to music and those are all true things too you know so <clears throat> I would say this is my, uh, it's not really a review, but this is my, uh, to sum it up, I would say this is a 100% the best possible thing for playing games on the go right now. Um, it's not the only one there there's, and I can't really say best because there's a lot of ones that are out there that are similar to this, but I like that, like this has a, um, there is a Retroid group on Reddit. There are websites. There's a lot of YouTube videos about the Retroid and how to set up the emulators and how to tweak them and make everything. So there's, there does seem to be a community about this particular brand. So I, I like that. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I mean, I, that's, that's my summary is that this is the best possible thing uh, for me for playing old games on the go. The downside is I don't play that many old games on the go, but if I do, I've got the best thing here. So, uh, you know, sometimes you, you, you buy stuff. Also I have to blog, I have to do things. So, so this adds a little bit to the, the ecosystem in here. Um, <clears throat> I would say for the past month, it has lived on my desk because this is where most of my USB ports are and I can plug it in and have it charged. Also, it is faster to pull the, SD micro card out, put it in a reader on your computer and copy files over to it. But usually I'm not in that much of a hurry. Uh, you know, like when I copied all the Nintendo ROMs over to it and, and, uh, you know, I just did it over USB C and it said, it'll take five minutes. And I went, okay. And then I went and did something else for five minutes. It just wasn't that big of a deal. So, um, uh, USB C is slower way to transfer things, but, but you know, 
that just seems like I have the I have the free time. It wasn't a wasn't a big deal. So uh, anyway, yeah, I'm a fan. I enjoy it, and uh, as you know, um, I, I it it checks off a lot of things for me. It checks off being able to play old games, which I'm all about. I've collected old games. I play old games. I'm an old game guy. Uh, so it does that. It lets you do that on the go. It has a beautiful screen. It has a color uh, template case here that that reminds me of the Super Nintendo, so I get enjoyment out of that. Um, and it's a kind of a not quite mainstream. It's a little quirky piece of electronic equipment, which will go nicely in my collection of other quirky uh, pieces of electronic equipment. So, Hey, thanks for checking out this episode of Randall Rob. I've got to keep uploading the older episodes of Randall Rob. So I'm going to try to do that this week. Um, and, uh, we've got a new episode of throwback reviews out. So, uh, I'll put that on the, on my podcast feed. If you're not subscribed to the throwback reviews, uh, feed on, on, uh, um, Apple or, or any of the other places where you get your feeds, uh, you can always get it from my feed as well. I usually add it a day or two afterwards. Um, and uh, I've got new Sprite Castle, new You Don't Know Flack, uh, and projects working on the van. So there is uh, never a dull moment around here. Thanks for watching. Uh, if you like playing old games, go pick you up a Retroid Pocket 3 Plus, and I'll see you here soon.